Turn with me, please, to Scripture that may be new to a lot of you. But if it is, we will change that. Mark chapter 11. (laughs) Mark 11 and 23. How many have already exhausted all the light and revelation from Mark 11:23? Anybody? I'm looking around for hands. You, you have squeezed it all out. You've got all the light, all the truth, all the revelation. Then said out loud, "I'm going to see something today I hadn't seen before." Praise God. All right. All right. Mark 11:20, actually verse 22, Jesus said, "Have faith in God." One translation says, "Have the God kind of faith." And our, the faith we have didn't originate with us. God has given to every man a measure of faith, and it is a measure of His own faith. It's a measure of the faith he has personally by which he created the heavens and the earth. It's amazing. Hmm? When you look up into the night sky, when you look across the vast ocean horizon, when you look at the mountain ranges, you need to remind yourself, I got a measure of what created that in me. I just got to learn how to use it got to learn how to use it. And Mark 11, 23, he went on to say, Verily I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. This is not prayer. This is not asking God to move the mountain. And there are many times people are praying when they shouldn't be. They should be saying. The Lord didn't didn't say, beg God to move the mountain. Right? Many good church-going people have missed it in this area. Probably most of us have. But he said, you speak to the mountain. Jesus spoke to the wind, to waves, to trees, to fevers. You remember that? Peter's mother-in-law was taken with a great fever. And they besought Jesus for her. And the Bible said he came in and he rebuked the fever. I remember one time years ago I read that and I thought, now hold on. Jesus is not praying. He's not asking the Father to make the fever leave Peter's mother-in-law. He's not rebuking Peter's mother-in-law. He's not talking to her. He's talking to a fever. And then I thought, can fevers hear? And I read the next verse and it said, and it left her. I thought, yep. Yeah, fevers can hear. If a fever can hear, a headache can hear. An infection can hear. 
inflammation, swelling can hear if you'll speak to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to do it right now. Right now, there's several people have issues that need to, need to be changed. It can be changed this morning before lunchtime. Come on, let, let, let's, let's, let's release faith. Say it out loud. Any infections, any inflammation, any swelling, any irritation in my body, anywhere, I command you, Cease. Leave. Stop being. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 All too often, we've just run along with it. Let it go. And after months and years, you get used to it. And you accommodate it. And allow it to stay when we don't have to. And many times people, you know, upset with God. Well, God, I've asked you a thousand times to make this go away. And why, what are you waiting on? Why won't you help me? He didn't say beg him to make it go away. Hmm? There are two prayers God can't answer. More than that, but there's two big ones. One... He can't answer you asking him to do something he's already done. Hmm? Number two, he can't answer you asking him to do what he told you to do. <laughs> and this answers a lot of questions. He can't answer those two prayers. No matter, no matter how much you beg, no matter how much you cry, he's not going to rewrite the Bible for you. He's not going to ignore everything he's done and said and rearrange. No, we need to comply with him. Align with him. Yield and submit to him. Now, I want you to notice he said you must speak to the issue and you must believe something. What must you believe? Hmm? Many, many have thought, well, you, you, you got to believe the Word of God. Well, you do, but that's not what he said. Well, you got to believe that God can do it. You do, but that's not what he said. What did he say you must believe? You must believe what you say. You've got to believe what you say. And if you tell lies part-time, this is a big problem. Because you know in your heart, sometimes you can believe what you say, sometimes you can't. Telling a lie, even only occasionally, undermines your ability to operate in faith. Because you have to believe what you say. Hmm? Say it out loud. I must believe what I say. I can't be wavering about believing what I said. Now with that in mind, 
I want to present something to you that the Lord's been dealing with me about for a couple of years now. I, I hear it here and I hear it there. And I know I've made similar mistakes, but it's been standing out to me more and more. We in the word and faith so-called circles, of which I, I is one, <laughs> uh, we've been around long enough now to develop our own jargon, our own sayings, our own language. And I believe we've come to the place where many are misusing and overusing the phrase, I'm believing. Misusing, overusing the phrase, I'm believing. Our camp, that's our language. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for that. I'm believing that this is going to do this. I'm believing that that's going to happen. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. My question is, are you? Are you really? And the next question is, based on what? Real faith has a real foundation. That's what the word in Hebrews 11.1 1 means. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's that Greek word, hypostasis, and it means that which sets under, like a foundation. All faith has a foundation. And the foundation is that you have heard from Him. If you got faith in God... That's because you've heard from God. Are you all with me now? I want you to do it throughout the week and beyond. Now don't don't try to be the Holy Ghost police. (laughs) And try to catch everybody else going, are you really believing that? Or you just say, turn those fingers right here. (laughs) I'm talking about us. Checking up on us. And this is not just an idea that I had. Go with me to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and the 13th chapter. 2 Corinthians 13 and chapter 5. What does it say? 2 Corinthians... (laughs) 13.5, examine your brother. (laughs) (laughs) No, what? Examine yourself. Help your neighbor. Look at him and help him out. Say, examine yourself. (laughs) Examine. You want to examine somebody? Examine yourself. (laughs) Examine yourself. Ex- to what end? What do what we look at? Exa- examination means an, ex- an inspection. You're looking for something. You're checking. What am I looking for? Whether you actually are in faith. Hmm? Prove your own selves. 
You know, you got to watch about this, you know. Boy, you know, folks just don't live right. Folks just don't act right. They just don't do right. Boy, if everybody would do right, it'd be all right. I don't know what's wrong with everybody. <laughs> Were you examining everybody? <laughs> tell, tell your other neighbors, examine yourself. Exa- examine yourself. <laughs> What am I looking for? Don't assume because you are saying you're believing that you are. Saying I'm believing is not the same as believing. And saying I'm believing is not how faith comes. Now you may have to think about that one just a moment long. I'm believing this, I'm believing this, I'm believing this. That's not how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, not hearing you say you believing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Actually, those two words there is the word rhema and the word Christos. Christos means anointed. Rhema is spoken word. Faith in God comes by hearing the anointed spoken word, which is why we set aside time and come here for this meeting. Is that right? And things like this on a regular basis, it's times and places like this where we set the things of the world aside and we get in a cocoon of the anointing. Hallelujah. And our ears are opened and revelation and light comes into us. That's how faith comes. Anybody been sitting on one of these chairs in the past and you heard from the Lord? You heard something from the Lord? You heard? Well, that's when faith came. You didn't just hear it from a preacher. You heard it from him. You heard it by his spirit. You heard it through his word. You heard from him. It's not just reading you know, dronely and dryly reading the scripture off the page that causes faith to come. It's the anointed word. It's the word God quickens to your spirit. That's how faith comes. Not just plowing and adamantly saying, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. Saying I'm believing it's not the same as actually having faith. Amen. Saying you're believing is not how faith comes right. either. Right. I know uh, some years ago, oh, this has been 20 plus years ago, I had called myself believing for something. And I was kind of frustrated about it because, annoyed about it because so much time had passed and it hadn't come to fruition. And I remember I was in my car and I had a good fast car. And I was getting on the on-ramp on the interstate, and I was letting it loose a little bit. But at the same time, I had this thought in my mind. I'm by myself, and I'm thinking, Lord, why is that taking so long? You know, I'm, I've, I've, been, I've been believing for, well, whatever it was, you know, years at that point. And the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but he said, uh, frustration isn't faith. 
Frustration isn't faith. If you're in faith, you're not frustrated about it. We which have believed do enter into frustration. No, that's not how that reads. What? Help me out. What's we which have believed do enter into rest. Well, if you're in rest, you're not frustrated. You're not vexed. You're not anxious. Where's, the, why, where's this money going to come in? Well, when are you going to get in faith? Well, I am in faith. Are you sure? <laughs> Just because you say you are doesn't mean you are. People talk about faith failures. I don't like that phrase. Because the faith of God never fails. Never has. Never will. Now there's a lot of stuff called faith that fails because it's not faith. It's not faith. A lot of things are called faith that are not faith. In fact, Timothy talks about unfeigned faith. Feign means pretend. There is pretend faith. And he was talking about the faith that was in Timothy was not pretend. So we, when we're examining ourselves, whether we're in the faith, we're examining whether what we're calling faith is pretend or, or it's real. Real faith. And the more our, our ears get attuned to this, we'll be able to identify it in ourselves first and foremost. And you, if you notice it in yourself, you'll notice it in other people. But again, the Lord didn't tell you to examine them. But they may want help. Maybe. And if they do, you could help them with what helped you. Right? But you don't go trying to straighten folks out. Listen to some of these phrases and see uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I'm, I heard this, uh, this young lady tell, tell me this one time. She was out in her car and made a mistake and ran into something. And the moment she did, she just stopped in the car and she said, Oh, please don't let it be bent. Please don't let it be bent. Please, uh, I'm believing it won't be bent. I'm believing it won't be bent. It's already bent. (laughs) Well, God's God. He could supernaturally. Yeah, he could. But did he tell you that's what he's doing? Are y'all listening to me? Did he tell you that's what he's doing? And for you to, you could, if he told you, I'm going to straighten that out for you right now. Then you could say, I believe it. I believe it. Right? But he might have told you, I'll send you the money to get it fixed. Well, then you can believe that. Right? And he might have told you, you know, if you'd listen to me and go that way instead of this way, this wouldn't have happened. (laughs) It's amazing how people don't want to take any responsibility. For anything, and then there's this band-aid that they can slap. We can slap on everything. I'm believing. 
I'm, I'm just believing. It's all going to be okay. I'm just believing. I'm believing. And that means you won't have to do anything. You won't have to take any responsibility for anything. I'm, I'm believing. My question is, are you? Are you believing? I'm not saying you are or you're not. But are you? And if you say, yeah, what's my next question? Based on what? All real faith is based on a solid foundation. Faith in God is based on what you have heard from him. Nothing else will suffice. Faith in a person is based on what you've heard from them. I know years ago, uh, I was working at Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr.'s ministry, and uh, he had a, uh, a Bronco that he drove when the weather was, was not so good. And it was a few years old, and, but it was okay. And one of the uh, first-year Rama students learned a couple of things about faith, and he decided he was going to claim Brother Hagin's Bronco. <laughs> Because you know, you can have whatever you say. <laughs> and all things are possible to him that believes. True or not? True or not? See, you, see you've got to watch about taking Scripture and separating it from all the other Scriptures. All scriptures must be rightly divided. And how do you rightly divide a scripture? With other scriptures. But no, he was, you know, he's adamant about it. He told other people about it. And it got back to Brother Hagin. <laughs> and he liked his Bronco. He had had it for years. He didn't want to get rid of it. And then this young man, bless his heart, he sent word to Brother Hagin that he could drive it through Christmas. And then he'd be ready to, uh, to take delivery. Because <laughs> he's believing. He's believing. He's got scripture. You can have whatever you say. And all things are possible to him that believes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> is he believing? He thinks he is. Is he? What's, what's the next question? Based on what? What? Jesus also said, you know, in John 15, 7, if you abide, live, live in me and my words, stay and abide and live in you, you'll ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And if we ask anything, First John says, according to his will, he hears us, right? Well, then there's some stuff that's not according to his will. Right? No, it, it, it has to do with ignorance. 
and, and, and not, develop, not having developed, it's like a little child, spiritually, like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, got half of a verse and thought, whew, I got it now. And that's all right. You need to get excited. But there are other verses we should take into consideration. Right? Well, when that word got to Brother Hagin, he said, nobody's getting my bronco. <laughs> and he drove it for years. We thought he was never going to get rid of it. I mean, he drove, no, the young man did not get the bronco. I mean, what if, what if you said, I'm just going to believe because, you know, all things are possible to him that believes and I can have whatever I say. I'm going to believe that Brother Keith comes and cuts my grass. <laughs> That's it. Brother Keith is going to cut my grass. I'm believing for Brother Keith. And while I'm at it, he's going to do my laundry <laughs> and babysit my kids while I go out for, for a meal. I'm believing Brother Keith is going, are you? Well, I can believe whatever I choose to believe. Can you? Based on what? Now, if, you, if you're having faith in me that I'm going to do that, there's only one way that's possible. Help me out. If I told you, I would come cut your grass. If I told you, I'd come do your laundry. Babysit your kids. <laughs> big if 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 I not saying it's impossible you know but you couldn't have faith in me to do any of those things unless how does faith come unless you had heard me tell you that right then, if I told you that, you'd decide if I'm a man of my word, if you could count on me to do it or not. Then you'd decide whether you believe it or not. You, and, and, and if you believe it, you expect it to happen. If you don't believe it, you don't expect it to happen. But this phrase, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing they're going to like me. I'm believing they're going to pick me for the prom. <laughs> I'm believing. I'm believing so-and-so is going to straighten up and live right. Are you? Based on what? They got a free will. Now, don't you misunderstand me. You get to praying, get in the spirit, and get to praying, the Spirit of God will say things to you. Hmm? He said something to me about uh, somebody I was praying about years ago. He said, because it didn't, it didn't look like it had anything to stand on. And the Lord said, I'm going to make them a trophy of my grace. Woo! I got something. Come on, can you see that? I got something I can stand on and say, I am believing that to come to pass. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what they will and do and won't do. But to just, what, what people have done is they substituted instead of saying, man, I wish this would happen. Now they say, I'm believing it'll happen. <laughs> instead of saying, 
oh man, I want this to happen. Oh, I really want this to happen. People have said, I'm believing it will happen. Even if you say, I need this to happen. Just because you need something doesn't mean you're believing for it. Are y'all with me, friends? Is this okay? I know some things don't make you run and shout while you hear it. But if you make the adjustment and things start working where they weren't working, then you run and shout. Lots of running and shouting then. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, a while back, I was involved in a situation where somebody, something had happened. Now, this was uh, years ago. And uh, I was called, and uh, they said, so, you know, so-and-so, we don't know what kind of shape they're in, and, and that we're, we're believing that they're going to be okay. We're believing they're going to be okay. Well, that's our heart. You want to do that. But no matter what you want, check with the one on the inside of you. Right? And no matter what God's perfect will is, there's a bunch of different factors. And especially when you're saying, I'm believing for them. Now you're in the whole other realm. And the question is, not only what is your basis for faith, what are they believing? You, you can't just wade in and believe something on somebody that they refuse and reject. Or that they don't, or for whatever reason, they won't believe for it. Now, little children in your household, you can believe for them. You can receive for them just like you receive for yourself. But I'm talking about adults now. You know, I'm, I'm believe, I, I had a guy, you know, talk to me. Went to our church a while back, and some of our staff, he got upset because he was believing for his mother to receive her healing, and she didn't. He got mad at God. Well, when we asked the question, what's she believing? He looked at us like we'd slapped him. What's that got to do? It's got everything to do with it. What are they believing? I'm believing this. So these folks were saying, believe with us. Believe with us. They'll be all right. Believe with us. And so I, I started to pray in the spirit about it. I didn't just start saying some things. I'm learning. And I couldn't, I couldn't get a, a witness to believe that everything would be okay. Later on, I found out they had already been in heaven for three hours. This person they want us to believe that's okay. And the Lord quickened to me. They wouldn't come back. For any amount of money. (laughs) What are they believing? They ain't believing to come back. So. But but people were grouping and saying and praying they're going to be all right, going to be all right. They've already been in heaven for three hours. And don't want to come back. So are they believing? No. They're trying to believe. But not really. Based on what? There's some things that are very clear and plain. The Word of God says so. Other things we need to hear from the Holy Spirit. And there is no substitute. Nothing else can take the place. And and I know I've been there. I've been there where I, I hurt. My heart hurt. I shed tears. I cried. I wanted to believe for this to go another way. But I, I couldn't make it that way. I couldn't. It's, it's either in your heart 
or it's not. Come on, you are with me? I mean, either the Lord quickens a word to you or he speaks something by his spirit or you're trying to work it up. And, and we all been there. We understand it. But don't get mad at God and say, I believed you and you let me down. My faith in God failed. No, your faith in God has never failed. You've imagined you were believing. You've had pretend faith and other things. But no, real faith in our real God gets real results. Every time. For everybody. Everywhere. Oh, aren't you glad for it? It is a constant in the universe. Nobody ever trusted in him and was made ashamed. Nobody, nobody ever had real faith in God and was let down and disappointed. Never, never. Let's have some humility. If things don't go right, why is the first place you go, God let me down? Is that the only possible answer? Godless? Come on. Could possibly we have maybe not got something right or missed something. It's always the case. Always. Let me tell you what to get you through the toughest places in life. Through the hardest toughest situations because one of our great weaknesses is what we don't know you look up through your pain through your tears and you say this God I don't know I don't understand what this is but I know this you're a good God you're a good you're a good God you're a faithful father I will trust you in life I will trust you in death with my last breath. I will trust you forever. Hallelujah. That will get you through a dark place. I'm telling you, God will vindicate your faith. We know in part. That means there's parts you don't know. And that's where the problem comes in. I think for the first thousand years out of this life in heaven, just every day or so, we're going to stop and go, oh, oh, no wonder. Okay, I see that now. But down here, it's like looking in a dull mirror. At a skewed image, it's dark and our perception is minimal. That's why we got to hold on to the hand of the one who does know. Come on, hold on and try. Come on, say it out loud. Father God, I will trust you no matter what. No matter what I see, don't see, understand. trust you and cling to you forever. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. That pleases him. That pleases him. Hallelujah. 
Look, look at this verse again, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I'm going to read this to you from another translation. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. This is the New Living Translation. It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Have you been testing yourself? <laughs> Looking for what? Am I really in faith about this? See, the Lord helped me to see when I was driving down the road that day. I'm, I'm, and you, anytime you think you're waiting on God, it's a time for some self-examination, I, I, I assure you. Because again and again, I've seen it in my own life. I thought I was waiting on him. He's waiting on me. As soon as I got ready and made the adjustment, boom, here it came. I've seen it over. Have you seen it? I've seen it over and over again. And uh, he said, examine yourselves. See if your faith is genuine. The Amplified says, examine, test, evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves. Message says, says it like this, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. <laughs> what are we checking for? Hmm? We take the spiritual litmus paper, put it on us and go, that ain't real faith. That's, that's some watered down, wishy-wony. Just because you learn to say the words, I'm believing, does that mean you are actually believing? No. Just because you keep saying, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, is that how faith comes? By saying, I'm believing? No. Now, quoting Scripture, that's another thing. Brother Hagin used to tell us this story. And uh, uh, looking at it now, I get more out of it the further we go. He said back, and this would have been, I guess, in the uh, 40s, that... Uh, uh, in his community, there were two men that were, uh, you know, they did all kind of odd jobs to make ends meet. And one of the things that they did ever so often is they'd go to this place and get these handles, these unfinished handles like hoe handles, axe handles, hammer handles, especially the long ones, you know, like a hoe or a, that kind of thing. And so they'd go and they'd get a wagon loaded of them and they'd bring them back and then they'd sell them out in the community. And um, so they went, they got a load of these. And of course, this was a big investment for them to, to buy these. And uh, they came back and they were tired. It was a long trip and they got back late and they fell off to sleep and uh, were awakened by a big rain. And... Uh, one of the guys said, oh, no, our handles are going to get wet. And, and then if, if we sleep in late and the sun comes out and, and it shines down, it'll warp our handles and we'll lose our investment. 
And the other guy, of course, they're tired and they're sleepy. The other guy said, no, we'll just believe they'll be okay. <laughs> now, what are y- y'all are already laughing. You act like you know the rest of the story. Huh? Because you can have what you say. And all things are possible. Are those verses true? Absolutely true. But can you ignore all the other verses and be okay? He said, well, what, you, you think that'll work? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just pray and believe that they'll be okay. So they prayed their prayer and they said they'd be okay. It wasn't a very long prayer. They're sleepy and they fall back to sleep. And because it was so late, sure enough, in the morning, the sun came up, beamed down on them. They slept in late, and it warped all their handles. Is that a faith failure? No. Wasn't no faith around there. Was it a prayer failure? No. 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 See, you, why did I bring that up? Because you can say, I'm just going to believe it will be okay as a way to be lazy. Now, I heard Brother Kenneth preaching earlier, faith without action. Faith, or some translations say faith without doing. One translation says a faith that does nothing is worth nothing. <laughs> no. Doing, you know, something in faith can involve more work than you've done. You're not working to try to earn it. You're just doing these things. Again, like Brother Kenneth was talking about, preparing, getting ready. Why? Because because you believe. Not to try to, don't confuse. Now, the King James has it like this. Faith without works is dead. And so when people hear works, they associate that with works of the law. Big mistake. I said big mistake. He's not talking about works of the law. He's not talking about trying to be justified and earn anything. It's just that real faith acts. Real faith has corresponding action. Real faith does something. You believed you would get something out of this meeting. You did not sit at the house and say, I'm believing there will be an ethereal flow from Fort Worth that will make its way to my house and come into me while I sit on this couch. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. You believed it so much. You set it in your schedule. Took off work, paid money, drove your car, bought a ticket, got a room. Come on, are y'all with me? Got up, got yourself ready, got here. Come on, is that right? That's how I know you have faith to get something out of this meeting. You didn't just say you were believing. You believed it actually, and so you acted on it. 
Hallelujah. And miracles are already occurring. Miracles are already. Several people have already had a change in their body concerning those infections and inflammations. I just know it in my spirit that, that, that we all spoke to. You, you watch and see. Those symptoms will be gone the rest of the meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Don't let the naysayers and the scoffers, you know, there are people that used to be part of us. And uh, those people used to preach faith. I know of folks that used to preach it strong. Now they preach against it. And in every one of those cases, if you examine it, then you'll see they, they prayed something, they said something that was important to them, and it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. And the enemy convinced them there's nothing to that. And so now they're looking for another message. They're looking for something different. And primarily, they're looking for something that requires nothing of them. Did you know people choose, their, they choose a church based on comparable commitment level? <laughs> what do you mean by that? If a group of people are more committed to God than you are, and you don't want to change, that's going to bug you. <laughs> that's going to bug you the whole time because they're always asking for more and expecting more. And people say, well, God don't ask anything. Are you kidding? Have you read your scripture or not? You got to be willing to deny everything. Take up your cross. Is that right? Not going to cost you. It costs you everything. To fully follow him. That's not trying to earn your salvation. That's just what it takes to follow him fully. And then, you know, if you, if you go to a, with a group of people whose commitment level is less than you, that's going to bug you too. You're like, come on. Quit sitting around. Let's do something. Let's get after it. And so people gravitate to churches that have similar commitment level to them. But we, we shouldn't just try to find somebody that matches us. We should find somebody that inspires us. Right? That'll call to us to come up higher. Come up, come up higher. Come on, you can be more. You can do more. You can be more like the master. Come on. Come on, let's all come up higher. That's what you want. Not, you don't want to be condemned, but you do want to be challenged. In a good way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't want to be condemned, but you do want to be inspired. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is there more? Yes. Can we have more? Can we be more? Can we do more? Oh, are you kidding? There is so much more. Yeah. I've had people look at me and go, you know, I, I, just, I just feel like there's more. I said, you know why you feel that way? Because there's more. <laughs> there's a whole lot more whole lot more whole lot more 
So don't try to find the laziest bunch you can (laughs) that preach a do-nothing message. And that God expects nothing of you. God requires nothing of you. Not true. Not true. Not true. You can believe it. Or you can try to believe it. But if you examined yourself. We're back to that. Test yourself. Make sure you're solid in the faith. Don't drift along. Taking everything for granted. The message says. Don't just bump along. You know, one of, the, one of the things about real faith, it gets results. And if you're not getting results, it's time for a checkup. Huh? We're gonna te- we don't need to test the Word of God. It's been proven. It's perfect. Is that right? Never has failed. Never. We don't have to test to see if God's okay, if we can count on Him. He's okay. <laughs> Sometime we just need an adjustment. You know, the, the Lord talked to me some years back about learning how to hear from Him better. And uh, he, gave, he gave me this phrase. He said, you can pick up the plan on the willing band. On the willing band, like a like a FM band or an AM band, a radio band, you can pick up the plan on the willing band. Jesus said, if any man wills to do his will, he will know. He'll know whether it's of God or whether it's not. A, a unwillingness puts you out of phase. With the voice of God. And an adjustment. Will enable your ears to hear. Why did he keep saying. He that has ears to hear. Well most of them had these things on the side of their head. What's he talking about. What makes a hearing ear. A willing heart. A willing heart. Makes a hearing ear. If you're not willing. To hear it or do it. Your ears are closed. He talked about that. People who, they'd close their eyes. They'd close their ears. And it's kind of like this. I mean, maybe you want a happening stereo in your car. And so uh, you're trying to pick up the, the latest FM. I know they got digital and everything now, but let's say it's FM station. And you can't pick it up because you got your, your selector on AM. Can you pick up an FM station? On an AM band. But you said, what I need is more power. That's it. So we go to the shop, we get some amps. I mean, we get some big ones. And you say, you know, and so, so now you got it cranked up and it sounds like two, two blocks away, like you're frying bacon. Are you, can you pick up the FM band? You still can't get it. You see, what well, we, we got to get we got to get bigger antennas. That's what we need. So you, you get you some big old whip antennas and you stick them up high and and, and you crank it up and you, and you still can't get it. You can't get it. So you got to get closer to the station. We got to get closer. So you pull up to where the FM station is and you put your bumper up against the building. 
and your antennas are whipping and the amps are kicking and the static is deafening and you still ain't picking up a thing. I can't, I can't get a thing. I can't hear a thing. You ever heard anything like that? I, I just, I don't know what's wrong. I can't hear from him. I just can't seem to hear from him. I've prayed and I've prayed and I've asked and I've asked. Must be something wrong with the station. That's it. The station is not broadcasting. They are down. Something's wrong. Nothing's ever wrong with God's broadcasting. And he is broadcasting 24-7. He is broadcast. Somebody says, well, you know, God, God won't talk to me. That's a lie the enemy told you. God's mad at me and upset with me, and I don't know what the reason is, but he won't talk to me. No, honey child. You've got to get a hold of the tuning knob of your heart. Come on, are you with me? Lay yourself out on the carpet. Put your nose in the carpet. Come on, are you with me? And get real with God and say, Lord, help me to see what kind of adjustment I need to make. And as soon as you click it over on the willing band, here it comes in loud and strong and clear. Hallelujah. He's been there all the time. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Watch out for the phrases. Monitor who you're going to monitor, who you're going to examine. Myself. Anytime you hear yourself say, I'm believing. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for that. I'm believing that this will. I'm believing that that will. What must you believe in order for something to happen according to Mark 11:23? You've got to believe what you say. Are you really believing what you're saying? Or are you saying, I wish it would happen. I want it to happen. But now you've learned how to use another phrase. And you say, I'm believing it will happen. We don't need to use these holy phrases casually and haphazardly. If you pray and don't get answers to your prayer, it hurts your faith. It hurts you. If you say things and they don't come to pass, it hurts you. It hurts your faith. It hurts your spirit. And if you say this and it doesn't happen, you say that and it doesn't happen, you say that doesn't happen, after a while, what do you think is going to happen in your heart when you say it again? You're not really expecting it to come to pass because the last 12 times... It didn't come to pass. So you're just wishing and wanting something to happen and you're just throwing a bunch of stuff out there hoping something will stick. That's not faith. The Lord said this to me some years ago about that very thing. That's how I learned that. He said, Keith, 
If you'll be more selective, you'll be more effective. What does that mean? Be more selective about what you pray. Don't, don't be too quick to pray. Be more selective about what you say. Um, again, talking about Brother Hagen Sr., he said this back when he was on the road. Uh, he gave an example. I guess this was in the 50s or so. He said one of the children had been sick or had symptoms. And one of his children. He's out on the road a long ways from them. And it, he said it wasn't anything life and death. It wasn't anything pressing. And so every afternoon, he had spend an hour or two meditating in the healing scriptures. Well, he preaches healing. He was healed himself. Why do this? Every, he said every afternoon, he'd go up. Many of the scriptures he could have quoted. But he'd go over them, feed his spirit on them. What's he doing? He's getting ready to release his faith. Come on, can you see this? And he'll know it when it's there and when he's ready. Faith is not this imaginary thing that some have thought. It's real. You, you can sense faith building in you. You can sense when you release your faith. And you can also tell, if you'll be honest, when even though you might be talking loud, making a lot of noise, it's not there. Hmm? You can tell that too. So he said after, I don't know how, how it was, a week or two of that, he came up in his heart, he sat up in the bed, and he spoke that, his, his children or his child's hundreds of miles away, but he spoke that over him, and, and, and his wife told him just as soon as he heard back from them that the symptoms had left that same day. Yeah, but he was healed by by faith, by faith, off of a deathbed. And he preaches faith and had been for years. He could quote most of those scriptures. Why would he need to do that? Because faith must be fed. And even though it might have been strong last year, doesn't mean it's that strong today. What have you been feeding on? What have you been looking at? What have you been listening to? If you'll be more selective... Don't see how many prayers you can pray. Pray the ones you know you got faith for. Come on, can you see this? Don't be quick to make a confession about this and about that and the other. If it's not in your heart strong, don't do it yet. Or don't do it at all. And particularly if people come up and say, believe with me for this, believe with me for that. Can you? Or a lot of times they're wanting you to believe for them. They're not believing at all. They don't have it in their heart, but they want you to get it in your heart. And, and, and to avoid sounding rude, people will just start praying. They'll just start saying, and, and nothing happens. And when it doesn't happen, people just tend to not talk about it, try to cover it over, just kind of pretend, you know, ignore it, but it hurts your faith. We'd be much better off saying, you know, I'm, I don't have that in my heart right now. Uh, I'm not saying you don't, but, uh, you know, I'm, if you're asking me to, to pray with you and release faith, you wanting me to use my faith, I have to have some faith. How does faith come? We have to have heard from the Lord, from His Word, from His Spirit. 
So there are times, I know when it comes to the church, churches and the ministry and projects, there are times I'll let, the, I'll let that jail in me for two years before I launch a project. And finally, I get, I get it, that yep, that's the way to go. Yep, that's how to do it. And my confidence is high. Yes. Come on, can you see this? Yes. If you're not sure, you need to wait. And every time we've waited till we got that confidence, it came to pass. It came to pass easily. It came to pass quickly. It wasn't a struggle. Come on, can you see this? Can you see a lot of times people have launched projects just because they wanted something or needed something. You're not supposed to launch a project about everything that crosses your mind. And even though you might need something, there'll be times the Lord will tell you, just believe for that. Don't bring it up. Don't talk about it. Just believe for it. Sow a seed and believe for it. Right? There is no substitute for hearing from him personally. That's how faith comes. What's the key to miracles that Jesus' mother told him at the wedding feast? Whatever he says to you. Well, that means he said something. And that means you heard what he said to you. Do it. And that was the key to miracles. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voice. Let's lift our praises. We're coming up higher. We're going to be more effective. We're going to cut out any phony stuff. Right? Lift your hands. Oh, Father, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you thanks. We adore you, oh God. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you, you, oh God. Praise be to your holy, wonderful, righteous, good name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Pray it out loud if you you mean it. Father God, set a watch at the door of my mouth. Alert me if I say something or am about to say something about believing that I'm not believing. Alert me. Quicken me, and I'll make changes, and speak only words, and pray only prayers that you can work with. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.